Hey everybody, welcome back to SixPod. Um, we've taken a week off, but we appreciate you for tuning back in after our little absence last week. Simon and I just got caught up with some final assignments, final exams, things of that nature. So we're back this week and we got lots to talk about. Simon, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We've got, uh, yeah, just finishing off exams and stuff. Um, how many more do you have? We've got two more. To kind of to kind of focus on. What about you? I got five more still, so I got the bulk of it coming up this week. So, okay, okay. looking forward to that. But Simon, I have a I have a pretty interesting business idea for you. Um, Lay it on me. I think we should become f- like food bloggers, where we just travel the world, eating different types of food, and just <laughs> record it and have millions of people watch it. I don't Is that- know. It's just an idea. I mean, we can do it. It could be like a kind of a subsidy of Six Pod. Six Pod eats. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So everyone, subscribe to the YouTube channel Six Pod eats. Um, but anyways, back to the world of sports. Simon, uh, the Jays, Raptors, Leafs, all in action. How are we feeling about you know each of these teams where their positions are right now? If, if there's a team you want to talk about first, who would you want to zero in on? Well, Jacob, I think we need to talk about the Blue Jays. Um just because I think it's like the freshest uh, in your mind for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't know, Jacob, are you concerned yet? Cause I think if, if you're I, concerned, I... let's, let's start, let's start with the Jays. Okay. Um, so I guess since our last podcast, like there wasn't a, there wasn't a Jays game. Right? Is that like has, have we we haven't recorded a podcast yet with I think I think we did one. I believe we've done like one podcast so far since the season started. But we haven't okay, really gotten so, to see so now they're they're okay. about seventeen games into the season. Yeah. So they're so we so have since, a little bit whatever. to go on, right? Yeah. We it's um, seven and nine. Okay. Seven um nine. Yeah. just tell us, tell tell the listeners, how are uh, you feeling about it? What's what's going on there? Yeah, I'm a little sick of watching the same thing over and over again at this point. So when I say that, I'm not saying I'm sick of the team. I I love watching the games and they're competitive most of the time. But there's just a couple aspects that bother me, like beyond belief signings. So I'll start off with just runners in scoring position. We are so, so bad right now at executing with runners in scoring position. And to be fair, we have a lot of injuries. So Springer's out, Hernandez is out. Um... Those are two pretty essential guys to your lineup. Biggio's out right now as well. So you got people like Palacios and Davis and Kirk and, you know, people that wouldn't play every day playing pretty much every day right now. And that's not to say that these aren't good hitters or they don't have the talent because they have they have contributed a fair amount. It's just I'm seeing, you know, runners on first and second, no outs, and then absolutely nothing coming out of it. And I've seen that multiple times. I can, I can tell you I saw that today. I saw that yesterday. So this this trend of us not being able to hit when it's time to hit is really frustrating me, Simon. And one of the things that frustrates me the most about this is that our team is supposed to be offensively unstoppable. We're supposed to be a juggernaut when it comes to the offense, but we're not supposed to be, you know, keeping games close with our pitching. But that's quite the opposite of what we're doing right now. Like we're holding teams most of the time. We're holding teams to not many runs per game. 
we're just not able to execute. And we'll lose a game like today. We lose 2 nothing. We lost yesterday, 3-2. Things like this. It's just, it's just really bothering me. And I, I don't know if Springer or Hernandez or Biggio coming back is the answer to that, but I'm really just wanting someone to get in there and do what has to be done when it's time. Vlad right now. Okay, we'll talk about Vlad later, but what do you think about that? Well, I think I think you got a good point. Um, the games that I've noticed and just the the discourse that I've been observing, both uh, from you and just seeing kind of how um, people are responding to the Jays' performance this uh, season thus far, it, it seems that Vladdy, um, Vladdy and Bo have been kind of carrying the weight in terms of offense. Um, and it's just not sustainable, right? You know, there's going to be some regression in terms of that. Perf- and, and not both. for a contender. It's not going to be for contender. And we need more. And, and we need more. It's con- like it needs to be consistent, right? Like there's been some, um, there's been some good showings. There's been some good at bats by some by mm-hmm. some 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 key players, but it, it needs to be more of a team effort in that in that regard and i think that is concerning just because again when you look at the blue jays identity it's supposed to be this high power offensive as you said juggernaut yeah and and like like i said like you just mentioned sorry vladi and bo are kind of shouldering the offense right now Uh, if you want to just look at average i know a lot of people don't like looking at average when it comes to to sports or sorry when it comes to baseball statistics but we just go around and it's a little sad right now. You have Semyon batting 194. You have Gurriel batting 205. Biggio batting 171. Telez batting 200. Danny Jansen batting like, like Simon. He's not even above 100. He's like 71. That's his batting average right now. Alejandro Kirk, 174. So I know, like I said, not a lot of these guys are supposed to be big big guys but like a guy like Guriel or Biggio I'm expecting a little bit more out of them especially you know in our our off-season kind of podcast I'm talking about the young core and I will kind of soak soak this one that Vladi is kind of performing at a standard I did not expect him to he's he's making me kind of swallow my words here Jacob do you think that's sustainable though I'd I'd like he's killing it right now in terms of like and his like his at bats like I swear every time he's at bat like it is like it's a great appearance and it's, it's, it's great, but can we count on this? Is this something that you see to be consistent? Cause again, as you mentioned, like you have been very, very, very reluctant or hesitant to buy into this or buy into the, you know, the, the Vladdy kind of um, development. Or, or kind of the, the, the role Vladdy is going to play. Do you see this being sustainable? So from what I've seen right now, it's not just like I'm looking at his numbers and saying he's doing really well. Watching his at-bats, like he's just kind of locked in in a different way we haven't seen before. And I don't know if you contribute all this to the weight loss, but he's just really like locked in there. So I'll give you some stats here. He's the only player on the Jays that has double-digit walks, and he has the same amount of walks as he does strikeouts right now. For some context, so he's 10 and 10, 10 strikeouts, 10 walks. For some context, Bichette has 16 strikeouts and three walks, okay? So because of this, Vladi 
is seeing the ball really, really well. And he's hitting the balls he needs to hit hard. We've seen him hit a 450 plus home run. All of his home runs are like above 100 miles per hour off the bat. It's ridiculous. So he's hitting the ball. He's hitting the ball hard. And when he's not like getting the pitches he wants to hit, he's watching them. Okay. Like a one to one ratio for walks and strikeouts is really good in today's game, especially for a player like Vlad, who's historically going to strike out more and been more of a free swinger. So these kind of signs show me to believe that I, maybe he won't have a 412 average all season, but I'm still led to believe that he's going to continue to do this until I don't know. Simon, I'm just really fired up well, by what and, I'm seeing from Vlad because, like I said, it's not something I've seen yet. Well, and that's what I was about to say. These are newfound skills that we haven't noticed in seasons before, right? And so, um, yeah, and I, I think it's important to note that there is a, a George Springer-sized hole in this lineup right now. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, not even, not even only Springer are we missing, but like Hernandez's bat last year, he was a silver slugger, Simon. He finished like top 20 in MVP voting last year. So we need that guy back as well because you get two 30-plus home run bats in the lineup. That puts pressure off Bichette. That puts pressure off Biggio. That pr- puts pressure off someone like Gurriel who's struggling right now. And we can kind of, you know, have these guys get some confidence back. Maybe they drop a little in the order, a little less pressure on them in these situations. So I, I just really can't wait. I really can't wait for George Springer to make his debut. Jacob, who have you been most impressed thus far? Because I know it's an, obviously a very, very early sample size, but you've seen players now. Who have you been <laughs> most impressed with? And who have you been uh, least impressed with? So far, is that okay? Can we can we get kind of can we do this? Hundred percent. Yeah. So most impressed, like obviously, I just talked about Vladdy. But aside from that, someone else who's who's doing really really well this year is Stephen Matz, and that's a guy we talked about as being a pretty average starter. We talked about his ERA last year being in the nines, close to ten. But right now, he is just he is a guy I, I we desperately needed someone like him in our in our rotation. And I know I'm not saying it's going to continue all year, but his ERA. 147 right he's got 18 strikeouts which is right up there with Ryu right now so he's only he's walked six guys in three games not awesome but he's only given up three earned runs three earned runs in three games that's that's impressive especially for a guy that we see as Steven Matz as a bottom end rotation guy coming and performing like this something we really needed something we really needed and now we I don't know like, like I said I don't know whether to expect this for the whole season but three starts in same result every time impressed so far how are you? Who's your who's your kind of first impression impressed guy? I don't know if this is allowed. Um, I've been impressed with Vladdy's first base skills. Like I, I is in his kind of fielding. Like I thought, especially like kind of where he was uh last year. Like I thought like I was happy to see his defensive growth. Um because mm-hmm. I didn't think it was gonna get better personally. Like I I knew just based on kind of what you and I have talked about, like I knew there is potential or there there's obviously there was potential growth for his like offensive and talking about this player that everyone thought he can and could be. So I knew there was kind of hope for that, but just seeing the stuff like he struggled last year on first base. And um, it's nice to see him do that. And again, you kind of briefly said it, maybe, maybe it's the weight loss. Maybe it's just him focusing uh, on, on his off scene regiment. Like, I don't know, but, that's just something that I've noticed. And I thought like that, that's, that's a good sign. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm excited about that. Hopefully he can use this. 
but someone I'm I'm displeased with um, currently, and it's not a surprise at all. It's not even a little bit of a surprise. But man, Tanner Rourke. Um, just to remind the Jays fans out there, Tanner Rourke is a pitcher, and Tanner Rourke gets paid twelve million dollars a year. He's getting twelve million dollars this year. He's actually the third highest player paid player on the team this year after actually no fourth Springer Simeon Ryu and Tanner Rourke so just some numbers for you guys Tanner Rourke has a 794 ERA he's you know 0-1 on the season he's only pitched just to get this out of the way he's only pitched five and two thirds he's got a 141 whip it's just terrible to watch like I, I hate watching him I was telling Simon like if you ever want to watch a major league pitcher who gets $12 million a year, just miss their spot every single time, just watch Tanner Rourke. It's just like someone, I don't know if like Jansen's intending for Rourke to just miss the glove every time. So he sets up in a different location, but it's just terrible to watch. I'm sorry. I'm not impressed at all. I have no idea why he's still on the team. I don't think any Jays fan really appreciates his presence. I gotta be honest i'm sick of it i'm sick of it i'm over it so hopefully pearson comes back and we can drop him or something uh, yeah how about you that's i i try to rarely when we do these things rarely try to have the same like like either person or, or whatever list we're doing but i i like i there's no one else that 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 is just so bad um and i have to um echo your displeasure with uh Rourke just because like he just isn't an, an MLB pitcher um and on a team that is already struggling in in uh uh their starter their starting pitcher rotation it, it's not it's noticeable <laughs> just to, yeah, to say no. the least it is I will give an honorable mention for this category to Otis Guerrero Jr. He's like coming around recently, but his start has been he had an has been awful start. Yeah, like I said, two hundred five average. His his OPS, so his on base percentage plus slugging, Simon, is four seventy seven, and that's 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 brutal considering Vlad's is one dot two thirty. Okay, that's horrendous, horrendous. And I know it's only being season guys in time, and he's he's got a lot of potential, but terrible start for him too. I'm still excited though, Simon. Don't get don't get me wrong. I'm still excited to see what this team has. I love watching them play. It's exciting to see Vladdy and Bo get up there. And it's exciting to watch Ryu and Matt shove. So still a lot of a lot of high hopes for this team. But let's transition over to the Toronto Raptors, who we haven't talked about in a while, Simon. Man, if I I can't believe that the championship season was only two years ago in, in many, oh, yeah. in, in many regard, right? Like not only just in terms of where we're living right now in the times, like I was at the championship parade. I think I would have a panic attack if I was like around that many people right now. I just think like psychologically it would be too uh, overwhelming, but I also think the state of the Toronto Raptors is also a great omen to, to how you know, how quick uh, things change. And Jacob, it's clear. The Raptor players don't want to 
be in these in these playoffs. The Raptors fans don't want to be in in these playoffs. Um, and in obviously an extension, they don't want to be in that uh, that the plan tournament, whatever whatever Mickey Mouse setup that is going on right now. And it is quite clear that um, the Raptors management does not want this team to be in the playoffs. And I don't like using the term, but let's just call a spade and spade. And I think they're tanking. Um, I don't think they are. I disagree with you there. I don't think they are. I think they're just bad. Wow. Like you think they're trying fully. Yeah, no, I, I do think they're trying. I do. Okay. Um, Although, although I, I will admit there's a lot of resting and sitting that I have not seen Raptors players do before. Too, too, yeah. Like, too, too much sitting. And, and yeah. it's too much sitting for a team that is tied currently um, in the, for the last spot in the playing round. I think there's just a little bit of uh, too much, too much uh, irony there, Sherm. Oh, too much. Um, and of course, the Raptors were fined $25,000 by the National Basketball Association. Uh, I think this was yesterday. Yep. For failing to comply with league policies governing player rest and injury reporting. Um, yesterday, or sorry, last game, when, when this fine is probably why like it was about this game is they rested Siakam, <laughs> Lowry, and, and Anobi uh, against Orlando on Friday. <laughs> they actually won the game, so, too, weirdly enough. And that's I think that's the, the like ironic part. And, and even more funny, which clearly shows Masai doesn't give a shit, is they're resting those exact same players again tonight. So That's brutal. And there really isn't much of of an update on, on like unfortunately within the Raptors situation. It's they're not a playoff team. They shouldn't be a playoff team. And I and I do think it, you know, Jacob, it is frustrating that. They have been fined $25,000. You, you forced this team to go to Tampa. Their, their, their entire team basically got wiped out with COVID or like significant players. Um, Van Vliet's had, had issues, right? A He's lot of injuries. Again. He's out again today. Yeah. And so I just, I like, and I think I said this to you, I'm like, in, in my mind, unfortunately, this season just doesn't exist, hopefully. And, and you know, hopefully. And, yeah. and the th- other thing is, hopefully, I was about to say, hopefully they're back for October. But, like, how how realistic is it is it that not only is the league starting in October, like, man, I, I, I don't have the, the, um, the stats in front of me, but injuries this season are like at an like at a high 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 in terms of like per per team per game like all of these things how does do you the think PA, that has to do with the short break 100 so? 
either that or it's the condensed schedule that doesn't allow for the body mm. to recover. Right. And mm. I, and I, and I don't have the, da- the data and I, maybe Jacob, we could like kind of dive into that on another episode in just terms of like how many games per week and all of these different types of things, but hundred percent, it has to. Um, and I, I just, well, you see that- LeBron James get hurt and LeBron James has never missed this chunk of time, maybe one time in his career is first year with the Lakers. But you look at a guy like LeBron, he never misses games. You look at a guy like James Harden, he never misses games. No. Okay. Bro, These KD, two guys are injured. This like, I know KD gets hurt a lot, but like KD just got yeah, that's out. a terrible example. No, but what I'm saying yeah. is like players just keep getting hurt, hurt, hurt. Like oh, they just have no recovery. Yeah, the same players. Yeah. That's what, I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Obviously, no. KD gets hurt all the time, but I'm just saying like it's like consistent injuries. I think players are going yeah, to get to I don't know if like, you can think of a star. I, I'm just trying to think of like an all-star or like a superstar that's played every game this season. And the only one I can kind of think of is Nikola Jokic. Like Embiid's been injured. He's been a candidate. Curry's been injured a little bit. He's a candidate for MVP. So like you can just keep naming guys. Jamal Murray. So, this I is a great. Not, I know he's not an MVA. I'm just not. I know. He, I know he's not an MVP candidate, but ACL, right? And obviously yeah, you can't really that's hard to see. But like, anyways, like these players are just getting it, right? And it's and it sucks to see. And I just really hope the Raptors can kind of regroup, come back home, back to Toronto. Hopefully the world is in a in a different place in October. Um Yeah. And I I, I, I don't, I don't really think we're giving season. up on them. No, 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 yeah. no, not no no. And no. I mean, listen, like we have some great pieces in that organization. Right, like you know, For sure. Gary Trent Jr., great person. Um, Anobi, great person. Uh, yeah, that we locked guy up we Fred. We locked signed. up OG. Yeah. Locked up Siakam. So I mean, we have a future, and clearly, Flynn. I see something in this group. Yeah, yeah, Flynn. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't um, know if we're. But, I don't know if we're like one piece away from contending, but. We have fusion. We're not, not like, like rebuilding. Like we're yeah, rebuilding, but like we're not like tearing everything down and starting again. Yeah, we're not in the position of like the Pistons who just like or, or the Magic who just seem to be in this pit of despair. going nowhere. So yeah, pit of despair. So there, there could be worse situations to be in. I think we've just been spoiled recently as the Raptors have made the playoffs every year since like 2014. So if they don't make it this year, I'll actually feel really weird. It's but weird. It's it's weird. It'd be a necessary evil for us to regroup. Um, Jacob, can we move on to the to the Leafs? Of course we can. So. Um, again, Jacob, we have, and I know it was my fault, really, mostly that we took a, a two week hiatus, but we have to stop taking two weeks hiatuses because it really throws me off in terms of what has been covered, what hasn't been covered. Um, but again, since our podcast, the trade deadline has come and gone. And let's just break down the the trade trades real quick. Um, I'll, I'll list them off for you, Jacob, and I'll just kind of see what. Are they just, like whole league or everything pertaining to the Leafs? All Leafs. We don't really care about the whole league right now. Um, I would like to talk about Taylor Hall okay, at some yeah. point. Uh, well, maybe we'll yeah, touch on just, T. Hall. Yeah, we should, but and I think it also kind of relates to the Leafs because I know there's some there's there was some interesting discourse between Hall and and the Leafs. But anyways, 
So the first, the first trade that we really did was the Riley Nash to Columbus uh, in return for a sixth or seventh round pick. And this was really, really great. Um, great. This was, this was a good trade. Not only did Dubas acquire cap space, but based on what I'm seeing and what Dubas has said and what the, like what people are saying, like Nash is going to play for this team and like in the playoffs and he's a good player. He's great. He cannot score a goal, but again, we don't really need that. Right. Um, and it's interesting because it's true. And this like Nash, Nash is a well-known foe to the Leafs because they he was Columbus last year, and then the two previous years, Boston. So like the Leafs know Nash, and they at least liked Nash. And so cool, sixth, sixth and seventh round pick, Jacob. We can eat that, okay? Do you have any thoughts on that trade, or are you just we, you don't really care about Riley Nash? I mean, if he's going to help the team win, I'll care about him. But is he just going to be some guy that's like a scratch every other game? And no, like, no, like he, when he, he does will play? play in the playoffs. So he's like an he, integral part of this team. Uh, shut down fourth center for sure. I see it. So he's a center. Yeah. So who's he going to be between? Jay, we, we, we want, I want to talk to you. Are we going to get to the line we're, matchup? We're going to get to the line <laughs> matchup. <laughs> All right. Um, trade two, which which is the the the, the big piece if you will and that was a nick felino and and stefan noison who i've never heard of my in my life and i don't think he'll ever play for this team um to to columbus uh so that was to toronto and to columbus it was a first round pick uh, i heard a bit for you didn't it and then and then a 2022 fourth round pick um and since we needed cap space to eat it um san jose ate uh, 25% of Felino's cap. And, and so we had to give a fourth round pick to San Jose for that as well. Um, sorry, San Jose and Columbus retained uh, 50%. Oh yeah, so it was 25-25. Yeah, Jacob, um, yeah, it hurt a little bit for sure. Um, especially since Hall didn't even require a first round pick. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, we're going to get there though. We're going to get there. We'll get there. All right. But uh, yeah, I think, you know what? Fuck my it. initial thoughts, we're going to get there. We're going right. to get there. We're here. Jacob, I'm talking let's, about let's Felino. I'm talking about Felino, Simon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about Felino. Okay. He used to play for the Sens, Nick Felino, right? And as you guys know, if you've been listening, I dabble in the Sens. And so when they were pretty good, Nick Felino was kind of part of this team that was pretty good with, with, Eric Carlson, um, Danny Heatley. No, not Danny. Bobby Ryan, those kind of guys. And, and then he was eventually traded to Columbus and they had a couple of decent runs there. But he's the kind of guy, Simon, I think that would really um, enhance and enrich this, this Leafs team. I think he's a great leader. Um, I think he, he's been around the game a lot. He's been to the playoffs a lot. The intangibles? That's what we need. He has the intangible, Simon. And now, not only do we have Felino, we have Jason Spezza. We have Joe Thornton. We have Jake Muzzin. We have Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons. Zach Bogosian. We, we have Zach Bogosian. 
all these guys that aren't necessarily the most skilled, but their experience, what they've learned, how they can kind of coach this team along the way, invaluable. And I'm kind of hoping you've changed your tune a bit on this intangibles thing. And I hope, I hope that you can see it. I hope it pays dividends right away. I hope you watch Nick Flynn play and kind of the, the culture of the team. And you're like, hmm, yeah, Jacob's right. Intangibles are pretty important to a championship winning team. No, I'm excited for Nick Foligno. Um, and listen, a lot of people didn't like this move. Um, not only because of the fit, but also because of the first round pick. Here's my thing with this. And I, thing? I, res- I responded, I responded. You saw my response. I was pretty mad that we gave up a first round pick, but I, mm-hmm. I sat on it. I relaxed and I thought about this objectively. I could give less of a shit about this first round pick to be completely honest. If this means like when now, right? Dubis, we are like, we're good at drafting. We're good at it. We've, we've drafted good these past two, three years. We had a ton of picks in 2019. I could really give less of a shit and I'm sorry, but I don't really care about this first round pick. So that's a, not what I'm mad about. What I'm really kind of mad about, about this fan base kind of in particular is like, they're, they're showing Felino's like stats and stuff like that. And is like, you know, his, 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 his gar and, you know, these, these wins above uh, um, percentages. And I'm like, and Jacob, yes, I have changed, kind of, kind of adjusted my tune. I don't think I've changed my tune. I think I've adjusted my tune. And I, I agree. I think Nick Felino is going to be like a huge player for this team. Um, you know, let's look back to he, you know, he was a captain of the team that, swept Tampa in 2018. How did that beat the Leafs last year in the first round? Yeah. And so, you know what? I'm down. I, if he's the captain of that team. I, I like him, right? Yeah. Uh, like, I don't, you know, and so this was the players. This was the player the Leafs wanted. And it, that's going to be kind of my transition in a, in a Taylor Hall. But you also got to understand, good teams wanted Felino. Washington was in on him. Avalanche was in on him. Boston was in on him prior to the um, Hall deal, but I, I I like it. I like the move. If we get knocked out of this first round, um, you're not gonna yeah, like the move. Eh? I'm not gonna like the move at all because we have is like his, two uh, picks. contract up. Yeah, he's a rental. And oh, like, he's a rental. I'll put money. On that, he is back in Columbus next year. You think so? Oh yeah, his family's staying in Columbus. Like I think, I think, I think, I think. That would, I, bro. I I don't blame him. He wants to go win a cup. So what? So we so he did good for the Jackets. They got it's a first not his pick. call to get traded, is it? Unless he has a no trade clause. It, he said. He was like, listen, can I? And Yarmo, Yarmo obviously being like the good GM that he like, because the Blue Jackets aren't making the playoffs this year. They're, they're awful. And so they're like, hey, you know, I'll go, I'll sign with you again next year. But hey, can I go win a cup and I'll give you a first round? And Yarmo line in the GM of the, the Blue Jackets is like, yeah, sure, down. Um, but anyways, let's, let's go this back. It's a first round pick too, right? Eh? It's, it's a first round pick. But you got to also got to understand just based on how the Leafs finish, which I hope is high it's going to be like a late 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 first round it's basically going to be a second like it's not going to be high it's not going to be top 15 at all um oh, but, two top 30 talents is pretty good yeah yeah and l- listen okay 
Trade number three was uh, David Redditch to uh, the Leafs in return for a 2022 third-round pick. I think that's just an insurance policy. Like, I think you, you see teams, like, for example, like the Avalanche last year, um, who had to literally start Michael Hutchinson in a game seven in the playoffs, in the bubble. So I don't think we want to be in that position anymore. Um, and I think that was just an insurance policy and a, a similar one in terms of the Ben Hutton, uh, who's a, who's a Toronto, uh, who was in Anaheim as a defenseman in return for the um, a fifth round pick 2021. So Jacob, we just, we covered all of our bases. We got a goalie, we got a Ford, we got our defenseman. Okay. I like, like, I think we did a good job. Um, and and the, something that was interesting in the press conference was that it was actually like, because you know how we were talking in previous podcasts, we were like top six forward, top six forward, top six forward, high, high, like high offensive talent, high offensive talent, right? It's what they were looking for. However, apparently it was like the emergence of Galchenyuk, which is really, really cool for him. And a soup like, it apparently was his like performance and his his kind of like ability to like play with um the Tavares line that kind of they changed their focus um to focus on more of like a kind of like a, a defensive orientated forward, which is Nick Felino. But yeah, I'm happy. So Jacob, as long as you're happy. That's the question that, that is matters, the right? question as long is, as Kyle knows you're happy. The question is who Cause like Felino's playing. <laughs> Felino's break down playing. the lines. Just do it. Just break down the lines right now. So if, so it's so, okay. So if playoff, if playoffs are starting, so I'm just break down the lines. Just do it quick. Just I want you to just off okay. the tongue. All right. What do All you right. think well, the line should be right now? No research. I just right want you to now? tell me. Wait, right now? Yeah. Like, like, what do you think the line should be? Do I have everyone healthy? Do I have Nash? Do I have everyone is healthy? Everyone, everyone is healthy. healthy. We're going into everyone the playoffs. Okay. Everyone Thank is healthy. You. Thank you. So, okay. I want Matthews, Marner, Galchenyuk. That'd be fun. That'd be cute. Um, and then I want Tavares, Nylander, Felino. Then I want Mikheyev, Kerfoot, Hyman. Which, oh my gosh, if you can put Hyman on your third line, you're laughing. That'd be fun. That's cute. And then I want Spezza. Nash Robertson. So we're just a goodbye Wayne Simmons. Goodbye Joe Thornton. Don't care. Like they gotta put bro, they gotta produce. They gotta produce right now. Like, and I know they haven't been. And but I, but again, if playoffs are starting tomorrow, though those are my lines. Bro, Robertson's playing on the second line tonight. He's been good recently. I sent you the line combos. So I think that's my and you're 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 imagining it right now and you're liking it. You're enjoying it. I, I kind of am. I agree that maybe Thornton, we can kind of say, hey, Thornton, <laughs> we'll see you. But I, w- I would maybe make room for Simmons somewhere. I think so. I don't know. I like He's got to get a little bit more up there. The thing is with Sim is like he broke his wrist, right? Or hand or something. So a huge asset of his was fighting. He can't fight mm-hmm. anymore. He can't fight mm-hmm. for right now. You want to re-break that hand. You know, yeah, yeah right? And so so like his, his toolkit has been reduced. And, yeah. you know, Wayne Simmons isn't Wayne Simmons six years ago, pre-injuries, right? And so mm-hmm. 
you got I, I got to see a little bit more man he was flying prior to that injury he was flying he was putting them in the T- Tavares line he was unreal but yeah I would agree with most of those combos I would maybe consider Hyman Felino switch but I think you want to keep Felino in your top six I, I we, it, oh <laughs> so excited uh anyways um, but that fourth line is actually really good like the more yeah. I think about that fourth line thank that you, you put together thank that's, you thank you Thank you. Anyway, it's not going to think... be super offensive. No, but no. They got some guys that can like Spets has been having a good year, right? He's so love what you better, see in Robertson. We better sign him. We better sign, resign him. Um, and Felino can play to this Tuesday or Thursday. I don't really know. I'm confused with this quarantine situation. So yeah, he, I don't know. He's he's playing this. I week. am. I. I I do have to ask though. You would choose kind of Kerfoot over Thornton. And oh, yeah, as well, Kerfoot. You know, he has like six games where I'm like, like, What are you, what, like, what's going on here? Are you, mm-hmm. what, are you an NHL player? And then he has like a game where I'm like, Wow, you are great. And he's just versatile. He plays on the PK, he's smart. He went to Harvard. I thought that was, um, BC. Yeah, bro, they were line mates in, at Harvard. Oh, yeah, both, both Kerfs wow. and, and VC, but versus VC is, uh, COVID it up in uh, in Vancouver. Wow. Anyways. Um, sorry, just keep on this sorry. track. Yeah. Defensive line sets. Ooh. Are we going still? Brody, Riley, Hall, Muzzin, um, Bogosian, Dermot? Yeah. I think Dermot could be taken out for Sandina. Yeah, he probably could. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he could for sure. Um, and then... Listen, let me just let me just look at at um sorry go, what were you saying and and then the goaltending situation is really really interesting but again if this situation that you just mentioned is playoffs starting tomorrow and everyone's healthy i think you have to put freddy in game 1 he gets one game he gets one game. He gets one game. He has okay, to. Okay, one game. I can like, see that. You like you yeah, can't can just like that. like he gets one game. And if it's bad, okay, fine. At least he got a shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you just can't toss him to the side. And like he's a well liked person in that dressing room. Clearly. Yeah. Uh, you got to give him one game. As, again, assuming everyone's healthy. But as soon as that one game's up and it's bad, Campbell, it's your net now. Simon, sorry, I just want to talk to you quick about Travis Dermott's numbers. It's not good. Um, he's a negative four. Yeah. Simon, he has five yeah. points. Yeah. Was it I two goals? What, I don't get what people see in him. I'll keep saying that. I and don't he, get like, it. Even his like underlying numbers aren't really great anyways. So right? like, why? I, he doesn't pass the eye test. He doesn't pass the numbers test, Simon. What, what are we looking at here? That you know what he is? Says, yeah, on a you championship look, team, Travis Dermott is Seattle Kraken bait. Literally, that is it. He is just going to be... want f- him? It doesn't matter if we if they want him or not. They don't have to choose him. We're just going to expose he him. A, he has 27 block shots, which out of like the top six defensemen is the lowest... And it's not even close. No, it's not. It's not good. So, 
you're looking at those defensive stats too. My goodness. My goodness. Anyways, Simon, what do you want to finish up on here? What's something you kind of want to wrap this up with? Taylor Hall? You want to talk about Taylor Hall real quick? Yeah, let's talk about Taylor Hall. Okay. And what's the deal? What was the breakdown the deal? I don't even, I it was like a, it was like a second round pick back. Um, and one Boston. player, right? And yeah. And, and just, and um, let me, let me just double check that though. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people were surprised. I was definitely surprised to see that not only he went to Boston, but he went to Boston for not even two players and not even a first rounder. So it was, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a little bit of players in here. So it was, um, so Taylor Hall, uh, along with Lazar in exchange for, um, Andrews Bork and a 2020 round second round pick and Buffalo is retaining 50% of Hall's salary, which is wild to me. Buffalo but is Jacob, the poverty franchise. So, but it's tough though, right? Like all, there's been a lot of like anger on Kevin Adams, right? Like that's rightfully so. Simon. Okay. 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 You got to understand. Hall has a full new no move clause. So, so, you know, Adams is like, hey, you down to go to Carolina? No. Okay. Shoot. Are you down? What about, what about, what about New York? Islanders? Yeah, no, I'm not really down. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, Boston? Yeah, uh, yeah, no, maybe I'll, maybe, yeah, okay, fine, yeah, Boston, okay, hey, Boston, <laughs> hey, hey, Boston, um, what, would you want to trade, Hall? Well, Boston now knows, right? And so it's like, yeah, second round pick. What's Adams going to do? No? Okay, Hall, like, you know what I mean? Like, like Hall had a full no-move clause, and yeah, fine, blame Adams on that one, right, originally, but it, it's underwhelming. You got to understand, though, I don't think the Leafs wanted Taylor Hall because if the Leafs wanted Taylor Hall, they could have gotten Taylor Hall. That being said, I don't know if Taylor Hall wanted to or didn't want to come to Toronto, but it's apparent. Again, I trust Chris Johnston in regards to like Leafs stuff. Apparently, the Leafs weren't really interested. You know, Taylor Hall is like three years removed from winning the heart. Yeah. He's a good player. I think he's a good think. Yeah. He- I think. I think he's a a a, a chain like a like a like a dressing room cancer. Like you I think, think so? he, like I yeah, hundred percent. Like I don't think he's a good person. Really, I I don't really? think, and I and I think, and I think Dubis didn't want to trade because you got to understand all of our trades, man. Like we didn't trade like an active player on our roster, and I don't think the Dubis wanted to break that core up, right? Like apparently this team's a very very high commodity you know high you know high high energy everyone's loving each other the intangibles if you will um but yeah yeah the intangibles what's your thoughts like it's kind of it's i I just don't think the leafs wanted him yeah i guess so but at the same time i just said he's he was a heart trophy winner like three years ago i would love to that's an extreme talent i would love to know if he would like, I, I don't, I, I would love to know if he said, if he would say yes to Toronto, I, I, I would like to know that. Can you imagine though, Matthews Hall Marner, how, 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 just like how, like that's a crazy it's, it's line right there. It's unreal. It's unreal. I know, but I like Felino. I'm happy. And maybe that is a little bit you of know, a hindsight yeah. bias, but yeah, you're on that. You're right. That is an unreal. That's disgusting. The power play is disgusting. 
Yeah. So, I mean, to be fair, we did get a decent trade. Um, I personally would have loved to see Taylor Hall, but then we're just like going full Dodgers, Yankees, like Lakers, Nets mode, like where you're just kind of watching the good teams by everyone. Yeah. And hockey's been pretty good with that, where they haven't been loading up with teams, no. you know, compared the to the NBA cap, right? or the like, MLB. It's the salary That's cap true. era, right? And so, anyways, um, Jacob, next pod, I, and, and I'm going to hold, I, I know that I've kind of hinted this a couple of times. I want to bring a couple of, like, rule questions or, like, rule kind of amendments that I think would make the game of the of hockey a little bit better. Let's, let's, let's do that next segment, Perfect. okay? Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks. Uh, well, if thanks anyone has any suggestions, yeah, please do for um, rule adjustments. Let us know. Please. Maybe you can bring some like baseball. I don't know if if you would like improve the game. I don't know if there are any rules, but maybe yeah, basketball. I'm down for that. Basketball, but I'm down anyways, for that. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we'll be back at it hopefully on a regular, more regular schedule. Website coming soon. Um, Website coming soon. Advertisements merch, coming soon. Deals merch. coming soon. Merch. Yeah, whatever you guys want, we're we're ready for it. We're ready for it. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, yeah, have a good one.